It's the Tiltcast episode 571. It's Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. And this week, guys, we talked Cyberpunk 2077. Dave the Diver, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, and a really new one, Pal World. Stay tuned. Pokemon Hammer and Sickle. No fizz. No, no fizz. Ah, uh-huh. we're back. It's the Tiltcast. Woohoo! It is January twenty first at two fourteen p.m. Central Time at a balmy twenty eight degrees. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I got to sleep. I'm Rust. And with the three of us, you're going to get about thirty minutes worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. It's an M-rated show. I guess I should have said that. It uh, feels like it's 17 outside. It's cold. Rusty, how cold is it there in the Northlands? I don't know. I don't go outside anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, do. Let's see. What does it say? It is 22 degrees outside. Oh, that's pretty, pretty close. E- All right. Sorry. Right. Uh, We've got way more snow than you did, though. Oh, yeah. We had a inch and a half to two inches and you had like what a foot almost a foot and yeah about the about there is is enough enough to be considered uh enough i didn't really do anything about it i just stayed inside played games did a lot of uh catching up on things we got our game of the year podcast out of the way last year last week yeah all, all in one shot, which is like a first for a long time. I need to post that, don't I? Yeah, you know. You gotta do the job or whatever. We, uh, yeah, it's, uh, over three hours long. Uh, I wanted to say it was, uh, the upload was like 1.3 and a half gigs. Yeah, I'm producing that today. <laughs> okay, so I'm not actually behind. It's not my fault. It's not my fault, he says. All right. (laughs) Really not not my my fault fault either. It's not my fault. All I have to do is is just be be a voice here. I I produced the one we had in in the tank last week, and then my head was killing me, and I just did do it and then got busy during the week and forgot. Yeah. And we're about to we're about to hit freezing rain, and then you know we'll be stuck inside. I work from home, so I get no snow days from work. Um, Jason's an animal, and he just goes no matter what. Pretty much, and Rusty also can work from home, so we're we get nothing. That's not going to happen. You don't think it's going to? You don't think you're going to work from home? Oh no, I know I'm not going to work from home tomorrow. <sighs> I got to go into work. Uh... I got to go into work early. Oh, even more fun. Oh, is it because you had to you had to work from home last week and now you have to actually do things in the office? No, nope. uh, there's there's stuff I got to do at work. Uh, home, yeah, hands on. Yep. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. I am. Uh... Get your hand off your knob. I, I, I am uh, fighting a shiny lamb. 
Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. What are you, are you playing something? I'm playing, uh, I'm playing Pal World right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I guess we can go into some of that. Uh, what have we been playing? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was just, a, it was just a, uh, it was, it was just a, uh, a, a, a thing I'd never seen before. It was making special noises and I was like, okay, maybe I should go do that thing. And, uh, that just happened to be right when you were calling on me. So I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do here? All right. So basically, yeah. Um, yeah, shit. I don't know. Weather sucks. Um, ice or, uh, uh, salt doesn't work below 14 degrees. Uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, what do you use when it's under 14? Uh, you slow your speed down, and you just hope that you don't hit a nice patch and end up in oncoming traffic. What did they do in, like, I mean, like Nome, Alaska? They drive on ice. Have you not seen ice truckers? I they do never. drive on ice. They also, like, you're not going to find anybody who has a vehicle up there without chains or studded tires. Yeah, but it's kind of frowned upon around here. Um, yeah, it fucks up, fucks up the roads, right? It does. It fucks up the roads. If it's if you have a um, uh, if it is all ice, it doesn't matter. But if you are uh, if you're running over you know normal paved roads, yeah, it's gonna screw up those roads pretty bad. Um, so you can't run studs up here. And you can't run chains unless you're stuck. Um, so there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of people that end up in the ditch. You know, I'm, I'm driving my two wheel drive freaking, you know, CRV and I'm going about 25 miles an hour down the main, uh, main stretch because that's the speed of everybody else going. And there's still like four or five cars off in the ditch and, and you're not yeah, like, um, in town, in town either. So it's like at that rate, it's like an hour to work. Isn't it? Oh yeah, at least an hour. Um, you know, so and it depends on if one of the lanes is blocked. That just adds to the drive. And like, so normally, if you're late for work, you know, um, it's ten, you know you tend to you know it's frowned upon mo- in most places. Up here, it is drive safe. Get here when you can. <laughs> Um, yeah, just everybody we, we would prefer you to get up earlier and drive safer to then, you know, but don't like speed just to get to work, you know? So everybody shows up around the time they're supposed to be there. Right. They just kind of like, you know, work an extra 15, 20 minutes later or whatever, you know, just to cover, you know, uh, you know, the, their lateness, but. That's at least what I've been doing. You know, it's, they don't, you know, the bosses up here are kind of lenient. Everybody has to drive in the shit. So, um, but yeah, luckily I have not had, uh, had any accidents up here, but yeah, I, I was, you know, I was musing one day and I'm like trying to figure out, you know, I know, I knew just from, you know, watching a bunch of like science videos on youtube and shit like that that there was a specific point in which salt didn't work and uh i just i started you know i started uh 
asking uh, the smart assistant while I was driving, and uh, it, it confirmed 14 degrees Fahrenheit. So I was like, "Man, these these roads suck." Bef- you know, when it's really cold outside, and, I, and I'm like, "Well, that makes sense." <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, if it's above 14 degrees, most of the roads up here are actually bone dry because they put so much salt down that it just dries up the roads and then of course it you know it causes all kinds of issues with uh, the undersides of cars so yeah it's a lot of corrosion um but yeah it's it's not it's not too bad um haven't had uh you know haven't had any problems with that but yeah i've been i've been kind of like just doing my normal shit I don't know. um i unless you want to talk you know go into games i'm sitting here you know trying to stay awake um long enough so that i can you know go to bed early tonight for all all the extra shit that i got to do tomorrow but um i've been spending uh i've been seeing this shit online and i and i i had it downloaded last night and i said you know what i'm gonna give this a try this morning and see you know see what it's like uh this pal world yeah it's uh it's sold a shitload and it's an early access right it is it's very much an early access game um so this is a third person uh survival game what yes <laughs> i didn't expect that either it is a pick and axe survival game um so nice. yeah so you are dropped off in you know a uh a fairly decent looking world it's it's not too bad like it's kind of like they melded Ark Survival Evolved with Pokemon. Is it single player? Guns. Huh? Is it single player? It, currently, it's single player because the multiplayer is in beta. So there's not much of uh, there, there's not much in the way of multiplayer, but it's tuned, you know, for a single player because you end up. Uh, you end up doing some uh doing some things with the pals in this world, the you know the the Pokemon esque creatures that are running around, right? So the first thing you do is you build your uh, you go punch a tree because that's tradition in these thing uh, in these games. Go punch a tree for some for some wood, and you make a uh, a workbench and you make a club and find some uh, stone and make some. Uh, make an axe and a pick, and you go to town. Uh, eventually, you will find a uh, a, a uh, what is it called? It's a pal sphere. It's a pokeball. Um, <laughs> and uh, you find these little animals that just look exactly like you know so knockoff Pokemon. So it's Pokemon Hammer and Sickle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you go find these, uh, these guys, but each one of these, uh, things, you, you don't use them necessarily for battling. You can, uh, cause you can carry around five of them with you. 
and use them for battling, but um, what it is is you end up going out and picking up specific ones, and they all have specific jobs that they can do inside your base. So you're making so, like a factory? Instance, huh? So you're making like a factory? Well, it's kind of like um, I've got this little penguin dude uh, that's running around, and he can do uh, he can gather stuff that's on the ground, uh, and uh, he can uh, he can craft for me. So I can set up you know stuff in the crafting queue on the workbench, and he'll come over and he'll craft it. And I've got this little cat thing. And it's a miner, so it's running around to all the little uh, stone uh, features around here. And it's beating on all the stones. And it just leaves the stones on the ground so that the gatherers will go out and uh, gather them. So it's like you have a bunch of these pals doing different things, and your base is basically just a hive of little activity of Pokemon doing, doing your bidding. And then, of course, you need to eat because it's a survival game. So you go out and you uh, you find the lamb Pokemons or the chicken Pokemons and you kill them and you <laughs> get their food, uh, their meat and you make the other Pokemon, the the flame Pokemon, cook them over the flame, uh, over the fire. And then you feed the Pokemon to the Pokemon. What the fuck? <laughs> the art aesthetic doesn't seem that gory or it's not it's not in fact if you when you quote unquote kill a pokemon it doesn't actually kill the pokemon it just knocks the pokemon out and it drops its resources so it's just kind of like a body that rolls uh, around in the environment for a little bit i kind of wanted it to be a little bit more murdery well uh you can eventually like slaughter pokemon oh i i'm not sure Uh, it's like i'm i'm trying to figure out exactly how this all works but i've been playing it for maybe an hour or two okay so you just started it yes to to give context to like i've been seeing stories about this and we've been i think i'd posted a you know this is an up-and-coming thing right and then twitch got a hold of it and then like a million people bought it in a day Inside of like eight hours when it released on Friday. On PC. Yeah. Like it's Dark Horse game that just came out of freaking nowhere. Well, I had kind of seen it before. Like I, I saw it. We talked about oh. Well, we, we posted things about it about a month ago. Right. Uh, the whole Pokemon with guns. And of course, the trailers for this is like very action packed. You, you see like a big jigglypuff kind of freaking monster with a chain gun and you're like okay what the hell like i'm this curious doesn't even make sense it's, but it's yeah, at a good it, price I mean, too like it's like less than 30 dollars well i mean and if you have game pass you just download it for game pass and is it on game pass yeah oh what am i doing yeah it's on game pass it's on game pass what so, the fuck I'm yeah, talking about so, Steam numbers. A million people bought it on Steam. Right. Well, this the, and it's on Game Pass too. A relatively quick pickup from Microsoft to add it to uh, to Game Pass. Like it was, 
I don't know, a couple weeks ago that they said that they had uh, that they had picked it up for Game Pass. So it wasn't initially going to come over to Game Pass until about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was looking at picking up Resident Evil 2 on there, but I have I'm trying to do a better job about clearing out my backlog, so that's what I'm working on. So it's like, eh, I'm not in a Resident Evil mood. I can barely make it through Alan Wake. I don't need to do Resident Evil 2 again. The scarier version. So I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to just, you know, finish the games I'm working on. I'll talk about that later. But I did not realize that at the Game Pass. So for me, that means on break, I'm going to go hit download. And then I'll probably check it out here in a little bit. But anyways, continue. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because I, I've i gotten to enjoy the, uh, just like the sandbox nature of a, uh, of these kinds of games. So seeing that it was a survival game was like, oh, Oh, this is something different. This is that totally just changed how I thought about the game because I'm like, oh, well, it's that means that it's a slower paced game because most of these games are, um, and it has you know different features than I thought it did. I thought it was just like oh, more like Pokemon, like an RPG, you know. Um, so this this kind of genre bends a few things together in uh in interesting ways like i'm not saying that it's a great game like it's very much early access like i'm trying to build a normal like a-frame style house and the snap points are not right (laughs) and things don't build quite the way that you expect them to um but that's all like that's all stuff that you you know you see in like games like Ark even had problems with that where they had to have mods to fix it you know um Valheim did a pretty good job of uh, you know with, with you know with its building you know pretty much right out of the gate uh but i think that the building was kind of like a a secondary nature i think somebody just said hey uh, the developers, I'm, I'm pretty sure, just said, "Hey, let's uh, let's build a uh, a game that's basically like knock off Pokemon, but throw guns at it, and then you know, smoke another doobie and see what <laughs> see what they come up with uh, next for an idea." Because um, <laughs> this is this is quite crazy. No, I've it seems exceptionally crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I know. I can see in the uh, in the technology tree, like you know, farther down, you can get, um, you know, you can get different things like you know, let's see, crossbows, uh, shields. Um, let's see, you can set up traps. Uh, <laughs> you can use your pal. Uh, you can. Oh my gosh. Rocket launcher for launching a penglet. Uh, so you can fire a Pokemon at other Pokemons with a rocket launcher. <laughs> it's just, it's just odd. It is odd. It's, it is, it is so different. You have to get to level 25 before you get a makeshift handgun. And I don't know. It's it's one of those those things that I just I've got to uh, 
I've, I've got to play because a the internet's talking about it, and b it is so weird. And I need a uh, I need something that's not Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, for for a period of time, you know, right, right. And it's you know it's kind of got a little bit of waifu to it. Well, it's it's a, <laughs> it's not that I need a game with waifu, dude. <laughs> Asshole. Um, no, it's this is just it's just an odd concept. And it is like I'm genuinely interested in it. Yeah, it's you know you don't see very many things that like blatantly rip off something, but change it in such a way that they couldn't get. <laughs> There's no way. Well, I, I won't say there is no way, but this takes like the Pokemon style concept and flips it on its head. And it's so close to Pokemon without going over that it's probably, you know, that's, it's playing with, uh, um, lawsuit material almost. <laughs> playing there's climbing. The so there's, there's, I just there's found this out. You can climb rock faces just like Breath of the Wild. And you did, you can get a, uh, uh, than a parachute or a glider. Yeah, it's called a glider. So that you can jump off of, you know, high areas and glide just like Breath of the Wild. So it's taking a bunch of different, uh, you know, ideas from other games, just making it into this bastardized ball of a fucking game. And it's interesting because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why I'm, wouldn't you play it? Especially if you have Game Pass. Just yeah. give it a download. Well, and I'm not a, uh, I was never a Pokemon guy, like it came out. I'm old enough, and I think you're old enough, Rusty, that it was out when Pokemon was for kids. Yeah, Pokemon is for kids, but the, uh, the, the thing about this is, is it's, it's not, so it's Pokemon, yeah, a Pokemon-esque only in the creature design. Like, I'm looking at a fox with a fire that, or a tail that's on fire. Okay, and it's a fire type pal, right? That's the one that cooks. Whereas I was like eleven or twelve when the original Pokemon Game Boy games came out. Yeah, and it would have been like they were good RPGs. That's the thing. I enjoyed Pokemon for its RPG element back when it was Pokemon Red and Blue. So, like, the very first generation of Pokemon, I played that on my Game Boy. Yep. You know, uh, and... Red, blue, yellow, and uh, when the uh, Game Boy Color came out, uh, silver and gold, those are the best... Those are the... Those are the best Pokemons before it got super, super gimmicky in the games, too. Wait, I'm being raided by a herd of starving wild pals. Where are they at? Oh my god, there's a raid on my base. What? Does it let you pause? No, it's not letting me pause. <laughs> um, Bo. This is... What? <laughs> 
There's like five of them coming at me. What the shit? So you've been playing PAL. Has there been an, um, while you're fending off your raid, Jason, has there been uh, Mm -hmm. anything new that you've been up to or anything you're finishing? Uh, Shoot. Since we recorded last week, um, I finally started my replay of Tactics Ogre. Oh, okay. Um, to actually play it all the way through. Um, I'm only a couple hours into it, so I've not really touched much else. But, I mean, from the... I mean, last last time I played it, I got like 12 hours in or something like that. That game is great. I 100% agree. It's one of my favorite games. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Uh I I was <laughs> I was raided by a bunch of Lee's punks. <laughs> I don't know what those are. <laughs> They're lizard punks. They're lizards with <laughs> with with hoodies on. What the fuck? That's oh my god, this game is so random. What the I am, uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I think I'm just going to have stupid, dumb fun with this game. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And that one, and then they're basically useless. What the hell? All right. Well, I, I just watched my penguin beat the shit out of him, though. Nice. He shot, you know, there were, he was shooting freaking icicles at him. Crazy. It's nuts. Anyway. Continue. My dumb fun is going to uh, interrupt quite often, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, would be the first time. Uh, But yeah, I mean, um, other than that, um, uh, I also... Uh, because a copy of uh, uh, one of the two newest Pokemon came in to the store my wife works at, the resale store. Um, she picked that up for uh, for the kids to play on their Switch. I actually spent a bit of time this week actually, like reading through it. It's a, it's a. I don't know. I feel like it's different, though. It's really open world and back to kind of that RPG element. Um, uh, but it's it's all in 3D. So it just it has a different feel. It doesn't have that same mystique that the original Pokemon games did, I don't think. But that's me being an old neckbeard. Um, so I spent I spent a bunch of time like um, helping them get used to it, you know, where to find where where they need to go, etc. Um, so they aren't just running aimlessly, just catching Pokemon and doing doing nothing else, because you know you actually do have to 
go battle gyms. Um, it handholds you a lot less than a lot of the more recent Pokemon do, but of course it's got its own new gimmicks that the Pokemon company likes to add every generation now. But, uh, this is one of their less, least stupid ones, unlike the... Uh, uh, what was a few years ago? Uh, Mega Evolution. That was a stupid ass fucking gimmick. What? No. 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 Make your Pokemon bigger and basically nigh undefeatable. That's not. That's not. No. <laughs> I know, it's uh, Pokemon's been kind of gone. You know, Power Rangers. Honestly. Um, well, yeah, it, because they release like a new game generation practically every year. It's the, uh, uh, it's, it's the Call of Duty of, uh, of, uh, JRPGs. Pretty <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it hasn't really been, you know, hasn't been fun. It really hasn't. Um, Plus, I think. Game Freak just really kind of got too greedy and they don't really, uh, there's no real, like, innovation in the games. At least, you know, when, um, when they had a few years between, um, each generation of games for, like, the, you know, first three or four generations of the games. You know, most of your, most of your innovation came just from the fact that um, they were putting you on a new map and putting new Pokemon in, um, and that's basically all they've done for twenty six years. Yeah, it's it's well that and they cha- uh, they go and change up the Pokemon like they. I wouldn't want to be the designer for these guys. Like, like how long, how many different characters can you come up with? Exactly. How many, how many different variations of the same damn thing can you come up with? And Pikachu's the only most, the only one that everybody recognizes. (laughs) I recognize a few, but it's all like gen one stuff. You know, it's, I couldn't, I I wouldn't be able to tell you what they are. I, you can't escape it through the internet and pop, you know, pop culture. Like I know what Pikachu is, even though I've never really played a Pokemon game. Well, I mean, I also watched the anime, so there was there was that. I mean, I'm I was familiar with the poker rap, so uh, I'm I'm that old. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's all you know, Gen One stuff. It's I don't know, man. It's just like games. It fell into that same rut that a lot of uh, a lot of games fall into, and that is, you know, it iterates, but it iterates in a dumb way, right? Uh, and it doesn't really like grow. It doesn't change. It's just fundamentally the same game with different characters. Um, yeah, we, really, we really went down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, I did. We did. But I'm I mean, sorry I started it. But in hey. in RPG uh, in RPG terms, I prefer that's why 
generally pick up uh, RPGs that generate a story along with it that I can follow along. And I know the Pokemon games have story, but it's not yeah. nearly as good as like the Final Fantasy well, game. The thing is, the the all the Pokemon games, like they're fundamentally the same story, right? You got to catch them all. You're ten. You now gotta go out in the world and see or catch them all to fill your Pokedex. Beat all the, beat the eight gems that are in that are in your region. Challenge the the elite four. Beat the Pokemon champion. And somewhere in between, there's some evil corporation, Team Rocket, or uh. Or Galaxy, or some, or you know, Akuda, or some bullshit like that. That I don't know all the names. <laughs> um, that you have to, that you have to take down, that you run into and have to take down along the way. Right. Like they literally just changed the names of the characters. They don't even change the story. Um. Well, you know, yeah. So it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of cheap rinse and repeat at that point, right? Why do you think I hate zombie movies or zombie games? Zombie movies too, but a little less than zombie games. Um, it's it's the same story over and over and over again. Run away from the dead things, you know. Right. But you know. I'm on fire and I don't know how to turn to get my run to the water. Oh my god. Oh. Well, so, you, anyway, that's really all I've done this week. Right on. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting on my receiver. I don't know if I said it last. Well, I didn't say it last week because we were really focused on game of the year, but uh, my stereo receiver had some issues. And, uh, Took it in to get to re- get repaired now a week and a half ago, and they're still working on it. My receiver and my turntable. So I have, I mean, I have music, but it's through my computer speakers, which you know it's a pair, a small pair of like clip speakers with a sub, but it's not the same as the uh, not quite. It's not an audio file setup by any means, but it's definitely better. Like I tell a. 300% difference between that and my my computer speakers. So I've been sad, but in the meantime, um, I was playing a little bit of multiplayer with Rusty last weekend. We played a little bit of Deep Rock. Yes. Um, DRG, Dwarves and Dwarves. I did finish Rogue Trader that weekend, um, which is kind of sad because I was like, I kind of wanted to play more, and there's DLC coming out for that game, so I'm going to wait for DLC, and then I'll go through it again, because holy shit, that game's long. Um, how many hours did I put in that? 113 hours. Enough. Enough. Like, pretty close amount of time to that in Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. Um, my opinion has not changed. That game is amazing. Um, I had a fantastic time with it. And if you're looking for 40k Baldur's Gate, like, fits that niche amazingly. Again, not the same quality as uh, 40k, but I think. I still give it about a 4.75. Like, it's such a solid game. It's one of the most fun CRPGs I've played, aside from Baldur's Gate. And maybe 
more fun than Pillars of Eternity 1, honestly. Like, it's a good game. It's better than Wasteland. I love Wasteland. Yeah. It's a good game. I never really got into Pillars of Eternity at all. Um, well, the first one is very much a Baldur's Gate 2 clone in that it plays exactly the same way, right? Like, queue up your actions and then unpause. And then right. redo some things and then unpause. So it's a pause time combat thing where... That concept's all right. I prefer the turn-based combat, honestly. You're just going through initiative and... You know, it's a little bit more, less chaotic. The pause time thing is pretty chaotic because you just kind of let things happen. And then if you forget about somebody, then they auto attack instead of doing something good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so the turn-based combat, I think, gives you a lot more fine control over the battle when it's just better. Um, it uses the same cut. It's, it's like XCOM meets Baldur's Gate. Like, it's so good. Um, highly recommend Rogue Trader. I'm glad that I finally got through it, though. Um, played a little bit of Fallout 4, um, super modded edition. It was supposed to be coming out with a remaster of that anytime. Like it was kind of looked like the alpha of that was supposed to be done right around Christmas time. So that's, I don't know if it's late or not, but you know, they're working on other stuff that's a lot bigger. And then I played a, a fuckload of Dave the Diver. Um, I did not realize how good that game is. I could have told you that. I did not realize how down a rabbit hole that game goes. It is so much more than what you think. Like, I think a lot of people have played it at this point that are interested, but it's a, it's a game where you dive into the sea and the ocean seafloor is randomized um, every time you dive in. You dive in three times a day, and you're going down to pick up items for upgrades for your equipment and to get fish for your sushi restaurant. And then there's a little bit of a management sim with the sushi restaurant plus you trying to kind of fill in gaps by your workers. Um, you have a whole system of upgrading the sushi restaurant from just the aesthetics to how good it is. You get little special missions to feed certain people with the sushi restaurant. Um, you start growing crops. <laughs> which is weird and farming on the side to help supply your sushi restaurant. Um, you meet a whole nother faction, let's just say in the game that gives you a whole nother set of quests. Um, there are boss fights, which are not usually based on your weapons, but sometimes are where a lot of it is more of like solving a puzzle. Um, the game goes batshit bananas with a lot of things. Um, <laughs> That's which is just kind of fun. It's it's a video game ass video game. It is. It very much is. And it is way better than I expected, and it's been a great thing to just play while I'm talking to my girlfriend on the phone, and just kind of fuck around. Not really, you know. There's a story, but it's a video game ass video game. Let's just say that. Um, but I'm pretty invested in it. Let's see, I've got 31 hours in that game now. <laughs> Damn, um, I. Th Looks like there's two more areas for me to unlock based on my fish farm that kind of lays out what I've got left. Um, I jumped into, I've got about, let's see. I think I've put about 14 hours into Cyberpunk um, after 2.0 and with Phantom Liberty. And it looks like you got to follow the EVA quest line to get to 
Phantom Liberty, which is kind of what I'm doing. Um, the 2.0 update is pretty substantial, to be honest with you. I haven't gotten a lot of car combat yet because uh, I don't have any cars with guns. But the biggest change that it's made is it reworked all the skill trees up 1,000%. So, like, pistols and thrown weapons are all now in the cool category, right? Um, as well as, like, sniper rifles. So if you're going to go with a silent approach, then all of that stuff's tailored towards that. Intelligence is all, like, um, smart weapons and um, quick hacks. Um, reflex is all SMGs, assault rifles, and blades. And body is all shotguns, blunt weapons, um, and health boosts. And um, what's the other thing I'm forgetting? Tech. I forget what tech does. Tech, I think, does power weapons and a bunch of other random stuff. But anywho, um, I went a completely different build than my initial build. I went with a, I wanted to be a street samurai, like the definition of a street samurai. And so I'm mostly using a blade, but kind of put a lot of points also into SMGs and assault rifles. Um, I've got an air dash now um, and mantis blades. And I can reflect bullets back with my sword like a Jedi. Um, Jesus. So you don't get any armor anymore from your clothes. Your clothes are strictly cosmetic. Sometimes they give a minor boost. So like you'll get a blue level clothing item that'll say like minus 5%, you know, headshot damage or something or 6%, I don't know, better aim or something like that. But for the most part, it's all cosmetic. All of your stuff is gated behind your cybernetic upgrades. So different skeletal things um, improve your armor. And then you get shards from enemies that you defeat or in containers that increase your cyberware capacity. Um, so I'm doing very minimal quick hacks, uh, whereas the last playthrough was like all quick hack um, and blocking bullets. And like, like you double press B and you like shoot 30 feet in front of you and slide up on somebody and cut their legs off um, while blocking bullets like a Jedi. Um, or you use your mantis blades and like leap halfway across the area to go like fucking decapitate a dude. Um, it's a lot more visceral combat than I'm used to. I'm still playing a little bit silent. Like sometimes there's a really big area. I'll take out a few guys silently and it's like, fuck it. So like cyberpunk's been out long enough. You know, there's the mission for the voodoo boys. You go into that mall and clear out all the guys from the animal gang. Right. And it tells you be silent. I said, okay. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, took out a couple of guys, and then I just realized I can block most of this stuff, like, pretty easily. And, uh, yeah, I just, like, just went in there and just, like, hacked everybody to pieces. Even the boss, like, the bladed weapon I have does electric damage, which also shocks and stuns. And so I was doing combos on the boss that's in that area, which is usually a pain in the ass. Caused, caused him to drop his hammer. I picked up his hammer. And then just proceeded to just murder the shit out of him with my blades. Like, just oh. had no chance. Just kept stunlocking him. And then I counter. Thought you were gonna say I what? thought you were going to say that you were going to uh, pick up his hammer and then murder the shit out of him with his own hammer. Well, I'm not hammer build, so I was doing a lot better damage with the katana that I had. Um, but yeah, you got to go through the whole Voodoo Boys quest line. And when you're done with the Voodoo Boys quest line, then uh, Phantom Liberty opens up. And it took me 14 hours to get to that point. Now, granted... I was doing a lot of the NCPD like side stuff to get some extra 
weapons and cash and cyber, de- you know, cyber upgrades for my character. So I had some armor. Um, you can also upgrade your cyberware too to different tiers. So like it'll let you upgrade it a couple of times before you need to buy like a blue level counterpart, which is what I've done. Like all of my investment money wise is all in cyber upgrades. But I haven't gotten enough into Phantom Liberty to really say anything. Like, when we were saying, are you guys ready to podcast yet? I just got into the Phantom Liberty zone. Um, which is called Dogtown, which is over there by Pacifica. Uh, but I had to go all the way through that Voodoo Boys quest line to get to that point. Um, the 2.0 rework, though, is really fun. And I like the upgrades you get, or the way that it just kind of retools thing like the for me I get a lot less recoil for my SMGs and assault rifles I also get for every time I hit something I get a stacking percentage of crit and armor penetration so essentially Mm -hmm. um, if I'm aiming down the sights um, I end up like for every hit I get like 7% increased crit so if I'm just drilling somebody I just melt people like, you get to a point where, you know, if you've emptied 30 rounds into somebody, you're at, like, you know, 200% crit over your base crit. So, really large magazines pay off with that uh, with that build. Um, nice. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. It also does this thing where, if you remember, you used to have, like, so many health items, right? You'd have to craft a few and you'd run low. It kind of does a jam screen call of duty thing where you can use your ability twice so your grenades or your healing ability twice and then it has to recharge Um, but there are certain skills that lower that recharge time based on like kills or the amount of enemies that are around you etc so for me it's uh headshot kills and melee kills reduce my cooldown time and then general kills reduce it a little bit so like i'm always re-upping my health Right. I also melee kills and increase like health regen. So my character is just like freaking murder samurai. Um, Damn. And it's been a different way to play. I'm barely, like I said, I'm barely using quick hacks. I'm using sometimes like I'll have a guy that's kind of hard to hit or he's zipping around. He's got like no health left and I can't catch him for some reason. I'm just like, all right, well, quick hack him and shock him and just kill him and then <laughs> move on. It also has like these little perk points where as you do certain things like Oblivion style, if you remember in Oblivion, right, you jump to increase the jump ability, right? Well, killing people with swords or SMGs or assault rifle, or no, so I think it's the swords and SMGs, increase my Shinobi skill rating, which gives me like extra crit and extra dodge. Um, so like as I've been doing things like I'm getting extra perk points or actual passive bonuses based on the way that I'm playing the game. Um, it's been so, you know, it's been like eight months since I beat the game. So me trying to kind of fast track myself into the storyline for Phantom Liberty was kind of key. That game talks a lot though. Um, right. So like there are big out of the 14 hours, I would say like, I don't know, six hours of that was dialogue at least. Um, yeah. yeah. That game is a very, leans very hard into its RPG elements, which is fine. It's just, I've heard the story a lot and I want to get back into the action and, you know, dismember other street samurais. <laughs> but, uh, Damn. that game's after 2.0. That's a pretty big upgrade, honestly. Um, I'm having fun with it. 
Like I was, you know, I've been playing it off and on pretty regularly over the last week. So, if you haven't tried it, it's worth it, especially if you have it. And then I guess Power World with it being on Game Pass, like, I guess there's no reason not to do that with the price of Game Pass. That's basically what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to, uh, to have the fun with it. We'll see what happens. Well, do we want to take a break? You can. All right, y'all, we'll be back. And we're back. Woohoo! Oh. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Rusty had to look up from his from his game. Well, look, I mean, look up from Power World. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get my sheep to work. Right? Damn it! <laughs> work, sheep, work. Okay. You know, you you could always treat them like like you're an Irish shepherd. That should motivate them. <laughs> Wait a second. What are you trying to say? And you're raising a bunch of sheep. You're you're up in the Northlands. Not uh, much else to do. What? It's just looking for a warm, dark place. <laughs> oh, oh, you bitch! All right. Um, some uh, some eighties bush going on there. Whoa. Any hoobles? Yeah. So uh, sheep fucking aside. Um. Yeah, we're the, we're here for the news. We uh, we are. Yeah, well, maybe a little bit different take on the news today since there's like, I don't know, six thousand things releasing this year, uh, supposedly. Well, yeah, exactly. I was about to say supposedly. Um, I mean the there there's a whole bunch of stuff that there's no real confirmed release date for yet. So true, but we're not um, the three of us aren't gonna get through all this. We're not there's not a big crew oh, of us. Um oh yeah, no. But there are a few few notables that that we could talk about that do have confirmed release dates for the first half of the year here. Um Prince of Persia the Lost Crown uh came out this week. Um I would like to play that eventually. I just don't I think it's on don't Epic. Know when that'll be a possibility. Um it's a two D side scroller, right? Yeah, that's the two D yeah. one. Yep, which makes it all the more interesting to me, right? Like that's kind of a return to Prince of Persia's roots there. Um I remember liking Prince out, of Persia. It's out on everything. Yeah, I remember liking it, but I don't remember liking it, you know? Right. I thought Prince of Persia Sands of Time was amazing at the time. It came out like 20 years ago? (laughs) Yeah. Back in the GameCube days, man. (laughs) But that was, yeah, that was a while back. Um, I mean, Sands of Time and Twin Sands were good games. They just... um. 
They've not aged well. Like going back and playing it now is pretty painful. Twenty-one years ago. Wow. Um, but like they introduced a lot of really unique game mechanics for those two games. Um, but Prince of Persia originally started out as a 2D side scroller and I played all of them, uh, up to twin sands. So, um, you know, that, that one will be interesting. I definitely want to try to fit it in this year. I don't know. It's funny when you look at well. You look at these remakes, right? Like, there's all this controversy over the upgraded version of La- Last of Us, uh, the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Because the game's, like, three or four years old. Then you look at a game like Sands of Time, like, who are they making that for? That's That game's 21 years old. The last iteration of Prince of Persia is 21 years old, right? It's old enough to drink. So they're making it for people <laughs> in our age demographic, which is varies widely on who games and who doesn't. So you've got a sect of people like millennials our age that game, actively game, right? Like we do. And you've got a whole other sect that's like nerds, right? Like there is definitely a group of millennials that grew up the same time we did that still have in their mindset that like anybody who plays video games is a fucking baby and a nerd, right? Waste of time. Waste of time. They want to be just but like their dad, and they look like they're they're made out of old shoe leather at this point. But like the yeah. uh, but there's also there's also a large sect of uh, uh, a large set, not sect, a large set of millennials that are like all in gaming. They're trying to go back and rediscover games they never got the chance to play. Right. Like there's a nostalgia factor for thing too. Yeah, there's a nostalgia factor for people around our age, like 30s to early 40s, that actively games. And then there's like this group that like kind of games when they have a chance. And then there's a group that's like super anti gaming. Like it's a weird generation for gaming, um, because you know I think we've all been. I mean, for a short, I'd say for like a big chunk of my 20s, I didn't game at all because it was a thing for nerds, right? And then video games became awesome. And then I started playing them again. Um, I so never like, grew out of it. Yeah, I kind of grew out of it for a short amount of time, and then I went I right. I went back it. into I... it really hard. Like it's a little period of my life in the early two thousands where I just didn't game at all. I'd say like from the time I was about seventeen till about twenty three or so, and then being bored. Well, maybe earlier than that, but being bored by myself in a strange city in college being awkward let me get back into gaming again um and then world of warcraft which almost destroyed my gaming life but uh um that being said like i going you, back to the original point like these remakes are for people in our until you were already five years into it though say what saying. i said you didn't think that about wow until you were already five years into it just saying oh yeah it completely destroyed any <laughs> like, sense of social that, life i had like that that was the greatest thing we could do gaming at the time because it was like it never ended, right? We could just go raid, 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 raid. And I that was awesome to us. I would get home, eat, and then wow until like one in the morning, and then just like not sleep. And not that a lot of younger people listen to this, but like also like drink way too much caffeine or take Adderall to stay up even longer. Like it fucked me up. I just can't, I can't memorize anymore. But, um, you know, it, 
it was also one of those things where, um, you know, there were a few years where I gained less chiefly for the fact that, you know, I just had so much going on. Um, and before, before college and, um, you know, and, uh, Halo two came out with full on multiplayer, right? Um, there just wasn't a whole lot of good, uh, uh, good ways to play multiplayer without, you know, carrying a console somewhere and like couch well, co-oping. I'm even right, thinking like I came back and the reason I quit well, besides it being like a extreme strain on my social life, the one thing that helped me quit was that me and Trent couldn't afford a good enough DSL connection for me to have a steady connection. And that I wasn't console gaming because I had a console TV. We, uh, me and Trent with a dolly and the two of us carried a like 700 pound console TV up the stairs into our apartment. And it was an oh, old Jesus. TV. And I tried to connect an Xbox to it and it looked horrible. And then eventually I set a 720p Vizio TV on top of it and it turned into like a dresser. Um, I don't know what happened to that. Like I left it there when I moved and I assume that Trent just like hacked it up and threw it away. But, um, yeah, I, I, it started with, uh, fallout, which I was playing on PC at the time, uh, fallout three. And then that merged into me playing it on Xbox and then fable, um, got me out of wow on top of bad internet connection. And then we played a lot of, uh, halo DST and, uh, left for dead. Like that finally got me out of that. Yeah. That, that hitch of like MMO, like crazy addictive gaming. But yeah. For me, it was, um, it was Halo 2 and, you know, that multiplayer, both, you know, just local, um, machines, but then also the online aspect of it, right? Um, and then, uh, um, after that, uh, once uh uh the second call of duty game after big red one i forget exactly which one it was um, and they came out with multiplayer of course uh, that was a good merge off of uh i think it was world at war world at war yep for sure um that also got me that also kept me out of out of the wows that's what pulled um, me out of the wows. Well, and it's just it's when I was I kind know, of going back. We, we forcibly pulled you out of the wows. But it just kind of goes back to my point, though. Like, who are they making Prince of Persia for? It has to be our generation, right? And they're oh, and I don't think they think there's enough people that remember playing it that are going to play it. So they're going to play it as or do it as a lower cost title to see what they can kind of grab with it, you know. So they went two D trying to win in nostalgia factor. And I, I don't see that pushing a million units, like a hundred thousand tops. Unless it's just bananas. We'll good. We will see. Um, but then right after, right after that, uh, next week, uh, we're getting like a dragon, infinite wealth. I'm very curious um, about that, which I'm very curious about. And we'll play at some point this year. Um, 
Yeah, I'm actually really interested about that because Like a Dragon was great. Just great fun. Um, and I played it, though I've not gone back and finished it, I did play a little bit of, uh, uh, what is it? Like a Dragon, uh, the man who erased his name. Man, and that's on Game Pass, right? Good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was going pretty good. It's not as comedic as as the first Like a Dragon was. Um, uh, just because that particular lead character um, wasn't in it a whole ton. Um, but this is... Uh, but this new one is a direct sequel to Like a Dragon. Uh, yeah, which had with the... that same with that same protagonist. So um Ishin or whatever his name was. So I'm definitely interested in it, if nothing else for the comedic fun value that it will be to play it. Um that'll be awesome. Uh then not long then a week after that, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League comes out, PS5, PC, and Xbox. I know the previewers are um, not that impressed with that. The previewers aren't impressed. Um, but it is, uh, it is Rocksteady doing it. Um, so hopefully it's, uh, it's got all of the good mechanics. I think the only thing that could really, um, and it'll have the gameplay. I think the only thing that may hold it back is probably, um, the story. Um, I also, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the hate on it is, uh, 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 some of the jokes that are made by the crew, et cetera, through it. But I mean, they should be irreverent people. They are irreverent people in the comics. Oh, that kind of makes me want to play it more now. We'll like, see. I want to see what it's like. Yeah. So, uh, but you have to be online to play it, which. Why? In my mind, is a little bit of a drawback. I'm not sure. I'm supposed to have a lot of social features, et cetera. Um, is uh, this a game as a service? Probably. <laughs> no, we don't know how deep that necessarily goes yet, and we won't till it comes out. But that is the that is the leading critique right now. Is it's just another game as a service? Um, but. It's also a lot of people are also cramming on it because according to the according to some of the stuff that's leaked, the open world uh doesn't look as uh big as as big of a functional city as like in Spider Man and Spider Man Two, which give you huge chunks of New York to play in. Um but realistically I think that's probably an unfair comparison. It's very unfair. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um and then that and then the week after that we get Helldivers two on the eighth. I'm cautiously 
yeah. optimistic for Hall Divers too. Just I for too. the fact that we, you know, need to have another good uh, multiplayer game to play, you know, off and on. And Hell Divers was a good concept. It just doesn't it doesn't execute very well from the top down perspective. No, that and it, and it was insanely hard for whatever reason. It takes I've heard it takes a while to get going, but I tried playing it by myself. Um, and then it was just like this feels like a waste of time. And so yeah, it's, I, it I feels uninstalled like it. Pain. I uninstalled it again. I've not bought it for like seven dollars a million years ago. Yeah, we we both gave it a try, and I'm like, yeah, this this game could be good, but it's just unnecessarily hard right out of the gate. Yeah, you know, and it's not like it doesn't ramp up you, in difficulty. You have and you have to beat a level to progress. Yeah, and it was like we we got through most of it and died on extraction or something like that, and it was like, oh yeah, okay, complete waste of time here. Like, uh, uh, it's, it didn't have the right, right, uh, time to, or the, didn't have the right reward system for the amount of time that you put into it. Correct. So it felt like you were wasting time and that's saying something, <laughs> but I'm optimistic for that game. You know, when it comes out definitely give that a go. Yeah, I'll give it a go too. Yep, it'll be interesting to see how it is. Um, and uh, at the end of February, uh, we have the uh, second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Final Fantasy VII, they're calling it Rebirth this time. Um, so that's going to be part two. Uh, I... Still holding on to, I'm not even going to attempt to play these until all three parts are out. I don't blame you. It, um, I got to the end and it's kind of like, okay, and I kind of want more, so I'm just going to hang out. Play something and else and forget exactly about it. And, it, you, and it's it, going to be so long since I've played the last one that I'm going to have to like replay the last two or three hours to remember what the fuck I was doing. Well, I mean... Uh, what was the first part, Carl? Retrograde? Yeah. No, that was... That was, like... Or <laughs> that was, like, 1.5. So, there was... Um, Final Fantasy... It was uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Shit. What the fuck was it called? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm having a I'm having a brain fart right now. Um but yeah, it retrograde was basically like their point a one point five release for the uh, you know for the uh Final Fantasy Seven remake. Not, not retrograde, it was integrade. Integrade, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, that sounds right. And that released four fucking years ago. Really? April wow. twenty twenty. That's really, yeah. Released on the PS4. I'm I'm not allowed um, to. Uh, I'm not allowed was, to sleep anymore uh, because was, apparently I've slept through four years. It was that released. Sh- it was released on um, 
PlayStation 5 and Windows in 2021, June and December, respectively. So that's probably why you remember it being like three years as PC. Okay. Well, it was one of the first games that I picked up for my PlayStation 5. And when I got it, I played it. And um, this is saying something for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, it, there was a lot of difference, though, between the PlayStation 4 version and the PlayStation 5 and Windows versions, because obviously they had more development time, right? So there were different things added, etc. Well, I, I didn't like this. Uh, I didn't like the, the direction that they'd went with it, because when I think of Final Fantasy 7, I think of turn-based combat, and this was all action. Yeah, it's and, it feels really button mashy, and I think that's it. Kind of, I'll be honest with you, like that style of Final Fantasy game always kind of bores me, you know, because I like the tactical side of Final Fantasy, and it doesn't feel very tactical. You set a bunch of people to auto battle certain ways, right, and then you switch to each one, and they got one ability mapped to each face button, right? So you got four abilities to use. There's, it's, it's, it's like. I know it's more than that, but it feels so simple. It feels like like Final Fantasy, the mobile game, or something, right? Like, let's dumb it down as far as we possibly go, so you can just see the pretty action. And I don't really—that's cool. It does look more cool in real time than it does paused, but like paused actually feels like I'm playing something. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not a action based enough to be like a Devil May Cry, right? Right. Um, it's it's some bastardization in between and. I'm it's, it's not like, a big fan of it all. It's like the Miracle Whip version, right? It's not even. <laughs> it's not even good mana. It's like it's it's as it's as boring as possible. Um, it's so that's that's one of the problems that I've seen with um that I've seen with uh, you know these kinds of you know these games that these JRPGs that want to come out and appeal to i guess the uh the masses uh, the younger generation they don't they don't have to Baldur's Gate 3 sold a gazillion copies right and you don't have to be all action all the time it really doesn't it doesn't require it um you know but man it's uh, i'm jonesing for a you know old style Final Fantasy that's like, you know, that's got all of, you know, that's got all of the the old JRPG turn-based combat. That's me. That's that's what I grew up with. That's what I like and I want it to be, you know, I want it to be Final Fantasy. I don't want it to be, you know, <laughs> I don't want it to be politically charged in any way, you know. I just I just I lost you there for I yeah unplugged my headset but <laughs> anyway keep well, going what else I do we know got? where you're going what else we got um, then a week after that we've got Homeworld three coming out on March eighth I'm I'm okay with that I'm I'm slightly interested in that though less than others. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 comes out March 22nd. Of course, we're 
Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. hell yes. Hell yes. Give it me. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Um, that's the first game that's really like, give me, give me, give me this year. Um, Rise of Ronin uh, comes out at the same time. Um, I'm slightly interested in that one, though I kind of won't wait till it releases and see how how well it actually plays, etc. Um, and then rounding out the confirmed first half of the year is Hellblade 2 on May 21st. I hope it's longer than like five hours, though. It's, they did say that it was not an open world game, so they didn't change it fundamentally from what it was. But I don't think it's going to be much longer than the first one. It's, it's a good experience, but it's like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, and I think it, I think it kind of lives in that, you know, in that aspect, like make a good experience. Like the first game was great experience, right? It was a little, you know, it had a little bit of, um, I would say that it was a little janky in spots, right? But um, it wasn't bad, right? Uh, it wasn't. It didn't overstay its welcome. Is probably the best best way for me to uh, describe it. Um, because of that, I'm okay with it. Um, but if they went any longer, I think it might overstay its welcome. Maybe. It's it's a it's one of those games that you know it it messes with you psychologically on purpose. That's you know? fair. It's an intense game. The, so the Fenrir fight is pretty fucking intense. Yeah, so I would say that, you know, going overboard with, you know, you know, with the gameplay time is not the play for uh, uh, for that game. But outside of that, you know, they did, you know, during the Microsoft Direct, they did say that it was uh, uh, that it didn't go out of scope. So it's still a, you know, a, a compact game. It's not open world. It's, you know, it's linear because it tells a story, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's releases we have uh, to look forward to so far. Yeah, but there's like... Half the year. I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff that's coming out, but these are the most notable. Um, Did you guys watch the... Uh... The Xbox, um, what the hell was that called? The, the Xbox Direct, the one that I, yeah, I I picked up a bit from it, but I didn't watch all of it. The Indiana Jones game looks pretty pretty neat. It's being I done by Machine. See Ga- that it's Machine Games. I did see that. Um, they got Harrison Ford's likeness, but not necessarily. It didn't get his voice, um, which is weird. But hey, I'd rather it's okay. Um, but Machine Games hasn't let me down. I don't think ever. Mm-hmm. No, wait, wait, wait. What's the one with the uh, the two girls? The what's the name of that game? They did three, um, four of them. Freaking oh, Wolfenstein, the the last one they did. Oh, oh, um, Young Blood. Yeah, Young Blood's the only one they did that sucked. Okay, I think that they were kind of like. Pushed into that one though, 
Yeah, it's a weird co-op it's, game. It doesn't fit like it doesn't feel like one of their games, you know. It doesn't play that great either. But that aside, like the Wolfenstein games are pretty fucking good. So I and they surprisingly tell a cool story. Um, would play again. Oh, yeah, I mean with with the old blood Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein New Colossus. I mean, they told a great story. Yeah, all of those games are great. Um, and then. Avowed is showing the releasing in 2024. I'm a little bit cautious about it because, okay, I love Obsidian. The combat animations look janky as shit. Um, mm. I like all the ideas they got, but the weird com- melee combat animations looked fucking weird. It did. Eh, it, but then again... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it did. I'll I'll give you that. It did it did look a little weird. Obsidian's one um, of my favorite developers, and it just whatever's going on with the combat animations, the melee stuff, just looks weird. But they do a really good job with choice in their games. Um, but who's who's writing for them right now? Right? Like I don't know who's Obsidian right now. I I can't imagine. Like they got rid of uh, Chris. What's his face? Chris Avalon, right? He doesn't work for Obsidian anymore. So, like, who's doing their writing or game design right now? No. Good question. I have no clues, man. Yeah, because he got canceled and then redeemed, but after he'd been canceled and screwed over with all of his career. So. (laughs) Right. I don't know, man. I mean, he did... Jedi Fallen Order was him, right? If you want to talk about recent games. Mm-hmm. Divinity Original Sin was another. He had a big hand in that. He Prey, right? Pillars of Eternity, Tyranny, Wasteland 2, Fallout New Vegas. Um, a big chunk of the Baldur's Gates, Fallout 2. Um, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous. Um, and then right now he's got Aloth, Champions of Four kingdoms which i don't know if that ever came out yeah yeah i have no idea yeah it did i guess to very little fanfare um but him as a designer um like i would like to see something by him and he did a big chunk of obsidian stuff so like he's just not part of that team anymore so it's like who's writing for obsidian now yeah i don't know my i don't know and you know what's to say like we've seen some you know some uh proven uh development teams you know all by the wayside you know in recent years because of you know Basically, oh, they, they still got Josh Sawyer. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but still, I mean, yeah, Josh Sawyer. People move on. Yeah, Josh and Sawyer has basically done every RPG that I've liked. <laughs> like here's his like his his references. Right, let's just go in order. It doesn't take long. Icewind Dale. Right, all of those. Neverwinter Nights two. Alpha Protocol. Fallout New Vegas. We'll lead designer. All the DLCs for New Vegas, Pillars of Eternity, Pillars of Eternity 2, and Pentiment. 
he's still working for Obsidian. Okay, we might be all right. Josh Shire's pretty, pretty fucking solid. <laughs> we might be okay, guys. Yeah, we might be okay. Duh. Yeah, you didn't. Something you did forget is Nightingale's coming out on February twenty second, Jason, and Pacific Drive also comes out on February twenty second. Nightingale was Ooh. the weird. It's a bunch of former Bioware guys. Um, Nightingale is a survival steampunk game. Um, Babel, I don't know. It just looks weird. Just look it up. It's a weird looking survival game with some steampunk aesthetics. And then um, Pacific Drive is the game that's the weird driving roguelike where you're building your car in some with this storm chasing you. Oh, Um, yeah. The survival horror with the storm. Yes. And those both come out next month. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Let's then do it. Clockwork Revolution was one that was set to come out this year, but who knows when that is. It's an in-exile 3D. Looks kind of like Bioshock, so we'll see what happens. Um, And Silksong's supposed to come out this year, and so is Hades. <laughs> I believe Silksong, when I believe it. Same thing with Stalker 2, because those guys are based out of the Ukraine. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just yeah uh silk song was supposed to have come out like three four years ago so right. um yeah i'm i'm not i'm not holding my breath here <laughs> so anywho sorry about that jason there were some things that i like i'm looking forward to and you didn't mention them at all and i was like uh what about i get what's coming out here no, in a second you know you always have some more eccentric picks so i'm not I'm not trying to read your brain on that. All right. Well, what else we got? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else. I'm, 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 not I'm seeing much in the way of news. There's little bits of news, like Vermintide 2 um, has a closed alpha right now for a versus mode, where you can play the, you know, the vermin. Uh, okay, but that, that's starting to sound a lot like a type, a game type that I don't care about. I'm not super great, it's super awesome with. I don't like the... Uh, you know the uh, uh, the the game type where you're fucking, you know, you end up playing the bad guy. The no, no, I get what you're saying. Asymmetrical fucking PvP shit. Yeah, you should try. Uh, if you do like playing a bad guy in a different way, try Tyranny. If you're looking for a Baldur's Gate like, yeah, but that's a little bit different. That's, I mean, I'm, I don't like. I'm I'm not a big fan of PvP games, so. You know anything that's you know PV you know PVP or if I was playing Vermin you know Vermintide and I end up like you know playing a you know playing a match against you or something like that right mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to be like you son of a bitch and get pissed off at you or whatever I I tend to go negative you know go very negative when I'm playing you know those types of games so I tend to stay away from. Them. That's why I don't play MOBAs, because, uh, you know, 
I haven't played MOBAs in years. They used to be obsessed with Dota 2, but it's right. been long gone. All right. Well, where can you find us, Jason? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find friends of the show. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They do great things and play tons and tons and tons of RPGs. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.